0: Station.
1: something that figures yeah then...
0: Good afternoon, you are listening to Resonance 104.4 FM and this is Art Then And Now with me your host Anna Gammons. This is the show where we explore art from the past and art from the present to understand how we as humans express ourselves throughout time. So our theme this week is the female body, and I'll be speaking to the incredibly talented talented Lauren Mealy about her take on the beauty and power of the feminine. But first, I'm going to take you all the way back to 1863 in France, and specifically to Edouard Manet's depiction of the female nude. So it's Manet, not Monet. Monet is the water lilies guy. I'm sure we all are familiar with his paintings. This is Edouard Manet, um, and it's Back in the 19th century, where bodies are also politicized um, much as they are today. So, Edward Manet, who was he? Well, he's a French Impressionist painter. And a lot of what Impressionists like to do was kind of recreate daily life in a sort of new and insightful way. And I'm going to talk a lot about how he does that with this particular painting. Um, It is called Le Déjeuner sur l'herbe. I apologise to anyone French listening. Uh, There might be a few French words that I get very wrong, so I'm very sorry about that. But um, I will do my best. Um, From 1863. It translates as the luncheon on the grass in English. Now, you might imagine when I say that it's a luncheon on the grass, that perhaps this is sort of a depiction of upper class people, maybe from, you know, from the 19th century, wearing their tails, their coats and beautiful big dresses. But this is very specifically a female nude. And it's a very odd one as well. So it's oil on canvas. It is a huge painting. It's 208 centimetres by 264 centimetres which is absolutely massive it takes up a huge space in the Musée d'Orsay I've actually had the privilege of seeing it in person and it is absolutely massive Um, it takes up the whole wall and it's sort of very very strange to see such an odd painting in such a huge size and I'll come back to that in a bit but The image is basically of a woman who's in the (laughs) nude. She's sitting on a picnic blanket with two fully dressed men in a country setting. And if that wasn't strange enough, there's a female bather in the background who is the wrong size for the painting and looks like she's sort of been superimposed there. So already we've got a very, very strange setting. Excuse me. At first glance, the painting's really, really strange, as I've said. There's sort of, why why are there two men dressed? Why is there a woman naked? Why are they having a picnic? I have so many questions about this image. Um, and the bright white nude body of the naked woman is in such contrast to the two gentlemen who are wearing sort of their very upper middle class uh, suits. They're wearing very black, very dark colours. And she is such a bright shade of white. Her skin is almost... Um, kind of illuminating off the canvas. It's a really, really strange um, depiction of an interaction. And to make it weirder, the men aren't actually engaging in conversation with her. They're sort of ignoring her, having their own sort of side chat. And she's instead ser- staring directly at us, which is a bit strange, which I'm also going to talk about because this is very unusual for a female nude of the 19th century. Um, So other oddities, you know, the background looks like it's very quickly painted. It sort of looks a bit rushed, lacking depth, perhaps other critics have said. Um, Sort of suggests it's maybe part of a studio or a set has been a lot of kind of uh, feedback from the painting. It doesn't look like it was painted plein air, which is very, very normal for the Impressionists during that time. They love to paint outside where they could really kind of observe their subject matter. This painting has more of an artificial feel to it, which is again very strange considering the subject matter Um, the bright white flesh of the woman she looks almost as if she's being spotlit as well again maybe this was a kind of on set and they had less natural lighting this isn't really the the way that kind of natural lighting works perhaps looks a little bit artificial there's not much depth and shading there's not that kind of dappled effect that you see in so many other beautiful impressionist work Um, the man on the right is wearing a flat a top hat with a tassel again normally worn indoors very very strange for a picnic setting outside um all right so what's going on this painting's very weird um as I've already said it's a picnic someone's naked in the picnic I don't know about you but I've never had a naked picnic myself with other people that have been clothed before Uh, but there seem to be almost three different stories happening at the same time so there's a female nude two men having a chat and a woman who's. Kind of bathing in the background, maybe washing something or herself, even, who is again the wrong size for the piece. And there's a really strong disconnect between the different stories of the painting. And this is just really, really highlighted by the use of colour here. As I've said, she's so bright, the rest of the painting is fairly muted, fairly dark, especially the gentleman that she is sitting with. And this is supposed to be representative, I think, of a divide between the masculine and the feminine. It's a very unusual scene, you know, normally in a classical female nude. The female is almost very kind of passive. You get a lot of um, paintings, perhaps you've seen them in the Louvre or the National Gallery where the woman is almost like she's subjected to the male gaze. She's not looking directly at the camera. She's maybe sort of subservient to the viewer and to whoever else is in the painting. But this is very odd because... The lady who's nude having the picnic is staring directly at her audience. She sort of seems to be challenging the gaze of her audience, which is very unusual. Now, some people have said that perhaps she could be a sex worker, I mean I've thought about this myself. I I can see why it may look that way. Um and I think it may be this reason that people think there might be sexual tension. Um you obviously can't avoid the idea that someone's naked in a forest is there sexual tension? Have, you know, is this kind of the men have maybe been engaging with her as a sex worker and then they've had a picnic? Uh who knows. Also, there's a frog in the bottom left Hand corner, which is the French word. Again, very sorry about my French. Apologize in advance. Uh, is "conquillon," which means available woman in French. It's kind of a slang term, not a particularly nice one, a bit of a derogatory term for women. But um, that is why the people maybe suggest that she is a sex worker. Uh, the painting size is really important too, in terms of the depiction of this female nude, because this normally the size of painting is kind of reserved for more historical, maybe religious scenes, Um, and kind of maybe Monet's trying to convey a wider narrative here about gender and class, or to make a comment on the status, status of Impressionist artists who weren't really widely revered by the Academy. Perhaps he's saying, you know, my Impressionist work here, this may be a representation of the mundane but it's incredibly important. We need to pay attention to it. It is just as important as um, images of revolution or images of religion or mythological subject matters. So it could be, a comment on class and of the Impressionists, it could also be a way to lift the status of the everyday mundane scene that arguably was far more true to life than any of the other genres. So Impressionists like to kind of depict, as I said, things that were happening in real life, you know, everyday picnics, things like that. Arguably, this has a bit of a twist because one of the characters is naked, but it could be him trying to say, look... This is kind of me representing something that's very, very normal. We should all be paying attention to this. This is our everyday life. Why can we not appreciate this in the same way that we appreciate other artworks? Um, As you can imagine, it had a very controversial reception. Many people laughed at the painting. They thought it was a mockery. um, And it wasn't very well received by the salon either, which was the gallery of the establishment. Um, very, very controversial subject matter, but it was originally, um, sorry, it was eventually hung in uh, a couple of years later in the salon. So eventually it was appreciated uh, for what it was, which was, you know, an impressionist depiction of everyday life in some respects. So I love this example of female nude because it seems almost challenging the audience and the sort of traditional expectations of more passive female subject matter and for that reason i think it's really important that we look at this as an example of a maybe more classical female nude maybe a more modern female nude who knows <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that impression of the female nude, pun intended. <laughs> now to 2019 and fabulous artist Lauren Mealy, who uses bold brushwork to paint very bold female nudes, and I think they are as relevant in today's culture as I think they've ever been. So here is Lauren. Enjoy. Hi, Lauren. Hello. <laughs> so we know each other from originally from the Rum Factory. I
1: think, where we both had studios. So I guess you might like to introduce yourself. So, I'm Lauren Mealy, I'm an artist. I um, was born in France. I'm American. Um, can then, you, uh, tell. can <laughs> you tell? Can you tell? And um, I grew up just outside of London. Um, I got, I have my degree in uh, fine art and I have my MA in Contemporary Art History and Theory. From Sotheby's and awesome. um, yeah been committed to being a full-time artist or mainly a full-time artist for like seven years now very very
0: cool so I'm gonna ask you about your influences because mm-hmm. you do a lot of portraiture and a lot of figurative work um, mm-hmm. and that is what we're gonna concentrate on today so influences who who are you looking at
1: and things inspired by um, I well, I've always been a huge fan of John Singer Sargent's uh, mm. brushwork, so I I look at him. I like yeah. um, uh, I love Lucian Freud's work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say the artists who I'm looking at now, uh, Lisa Yuskevich, uh, I think is her. Oh, okay. Her I, her haven't her heard, I haven't heard I haven't had of her. Great. So she's a was a student of John Curran, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So you can see a lot of like. Oh, I love his, the brightness
0: in the colors. A lot of
1: brightness, a lot of ex- exaggerated female forms, a uh-huh. lot of sort of m- mystical and. Magic around the female body, I've
0: always kind of thought that the female body when my mum tells me stories about her pregnancy and things like that and what her body has done, and um you know, when she's not been well or things like that, and I always have thought that the female body particularly has a mysticism to it that is mm. so amazing, and I don't Absolutely. think I'll ever get sick of hearing about the like female body and experience, yeah, and like th- biology is amazing, and is. i I think that you do an amazing job of kind of capturing the way that we should appreciate the human body. Um, so your subject matter, you kind of describe it as being revealing, mm-hmm. emotionally, and kind of physically as well, because you know, a lot of the women you paint are nude. Um, what are you trying to convey through your images of women?
1: Um, so I, I'm i still figuring it out. One oh, I like figure. that answer. Let's <laughs> pick it apart right now. <laughs> Let's One decide. Body yeah, so I um I the women that I'm painting at the moment, this series that I'm working on at the moment is it's inspired by a by by kind of a misogynistic eye, okay? Like the voyeur voyeuristic
0: yes. kind of male gaze.
1: Happen. Yeah. So a lot of the women who I'm using because I don't I don't actually work from models from life. Okay, that was
0: good. that was going to be one of my questions. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so I don't actually work from models from life. Interesting. I, okay. If I could, if I had the resources and the room and the space, yeah. I yeah. would. Yeah, absolutely would. We'd all be painting outside. We'd all be using models. <laughs> yeah. We'd all be have our own studio on the beach, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> exactly. Um and no, so I look I look at um like Playboy and different mm-hmm. sort of uh, questionable websites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're who's doing that stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that counterproductive? I <laughs> no, yeah. I'm totally kidding. I love, I love that. So, okay. So, I have an idea of what I feel like you might say to this question, but I'm going to ask you, what you looking at those kind of sites mm-hmm. in the face of you know what's especially what's happening at the moment, and mm-hmm. your work has a political edge um, mm-hmm. because of that, and. Um, how do you feel like you're sort of how do I put this processing it into something positive what's your spin on it yeah
1: no it's a good it's a good question um it's i feel like removing first of all taking something that's um like a photograph and mm-hmm. do putting it into a painting mm-hmm. um it's, it changes the nature of the image mm-hmm. like it it goes from being something really fast, really superficial, really surface to mm-hmm. something that is like echoed in centuries of art history, mm. um, you know, and it makes something that's really quite fast and plasticky, much more profound mm-hmm. and, much and more real and in a weird real. sense because yeah. you're actually, you
0: a photograph, you know, some might argue that photographs and photorealism, you know, that's capturing the real yeah. essence of something. Well, is yeah. it or yeah. are you actually, <laughs> you know, with, with your kind of with your expression are you creating something or even taking it and creating a whole new narrative yeah. on something that is potentially quite problematic yes. you know you reference Playboy and things like that I've looked at your Instagram and a lot of the hashtags they're kind of like Playboy, Playgirl and yeah. I and I knowing you and knowing what you do and how you feel about women mm-hmm. I thought it was a really
1: interesting yeah well thank like you say it's like harnessing the narrative you mm-hmm. know it's taking it's taking something that's normally voyeuristic and make. I don't know, like making it more powerful. Mm-hmm. Like you're putting, you're putting the power back mm-hmm. into these women. Yep.
0: You know. What do you want the people that see your work? If, if, do you have an audience in mind when you're painting these things and thinking, God, I'd love someone young or someone to be to take control of their body. God, you know,
1: I really wish I like. I really wish that I thought about that when I painted and Probably <laughs> be a much more successful artist. <laughs> well, no, not
0: at all. I'm just thinking I these are the sort of works that I would want my daughter to see if I have one. I don't have a daughter. Um, <laughs> if I was to have a daughter. Um, these are the kind of artworks I'd want her to see um, for that exact
1: reason that I think they're empowering and they're beautiful and they're natural and mm. um, yeah. So Yeah, I mean, I'd definitely painting women for women, 100%. Mm. Um, I, I mean, the, what if you, what i want people to take away from these paintings is the fact that you should be embracing your flaws mm-hmm. you should not be afraid of something that's grotesque
0: mm-hmm. you should
1: be embracing physicality and what do we consider oh. grotesque as well like what do
0: we consider yeah. to be a natural body or a female body there's a lot of chat at the moment about real women have curves real women have this real women have that and although I, I totally embrace the idea of all shapes, all sizes, of course, there's an essence of, like, our bodies are real, you know, yeah. and we can't be the ones to define what what counts as women yeah. and what doesn't. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah So you said okay. you don't use models. Where are these beautiful Are
1: these... Please please tell me these are coming from your brain, because they're so <laughs> stunning. Um, <laughs> yes. I mean, I do... I've, I pull from art history a little bit, so I go through... Um, I have all these books of like figurative art from mm-hmm. through the ages, and I'm, so I pull from I pull yeah. from there. I pull from I I pull from Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Literally, Instagram's an amazing resource. Yeah, for sure. Play <laughs> My that's search history it. is like <laughs> questionable. <laughs> I only think that's as well. Like
0: if I'm listening to like a like a true crime podcast and I'm interested in like looking up the person they're talking about. Yeah. Like, my search history is dangerous. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um. So do you feel like when you're empowering? the women in your pieces do you feel like what's the relationship you have with your subject matter do you feel empowered through that do you feel like it takes something away from you and you know you're maybe channeling it onto the canvas like how what's your thought on that
1: well i i'd say it is it's it is quite a personal relationship like i um i put what I well, i try to exude confidence mm-hmm. through these women and mm-hmm. for it to just be open and sunny mm. bright brazen brash mm. um and these yeah. are all things about myself yeah. that i'm i kind of have a hard time with oh, so there's something I was just about, about to say yeah. i wish i wish <laughs> i could be more like the women in your paintings yeah it doesn't everyone do. feel like that i hope so i mean <laughs> yeah it's yeah, I, yeah. I, I i strive to be more like the women that i on paper that's so interesting that I actually got
0: chills when you said that because I think I think that um that's so true like a lot of um you know for the listeners a lot of uh Lauren's work they the women are kind of in very seductive poses or very they're unapologetic you know mm-hmm. they are they're in their own minds they're beautiful in in their way they're not really posing for anyone but themselves almost like they're yeah. they're just it's it's such an empowering image but it's also a very they're very revealing like they're you know um, there's no shame in any of the photos. They're not no covering shame. things. They're um, kind of very. There's a, such a tangible confidence about them, mm. um, and I absolutely. That's why I was so drawn to them because I think I think it really speaks to my insecurities as well yeah. um, <laughs> as as all women. I think we. Yeah. I think the women listening will really relate to that. Um, here's an interesting one. Do you ever feel the
1: need to idealize the bodies you're portraying? It's so funny you ask that because I do I sometimes work from memory as well and then mm. I find that like when I'm putting these figures onto canvas or onto paper, uh, every time I show them to my mom, my mom's like, Are you not worried about like people knowing what your naked body looks like? <laughs> oh okay so some of them are re- the review as well. Well, it's some I just I find that I I Paint what I know, oh, yeah. I know. So I, 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 yeah. Ideal. Why wouldn't you though? <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? That's my question. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if I'd say like that the women mm. and the paintings are, I, are, are I'm idealizing them, but mm. I'm just, it's mm-hmm. just relatable. Yeah, so. I love that. And
0: your body's an unlimited resource as well for you. Like oh, you yeah. can, you know, twist and contort and mm-hmm. any kind of thing, you know. And it's like a almost an ever changing subject matter as well, yeah. which is great why wouldn't you not use that resource um so the titles are from your work I noticed on your website you use things like girl woman is the anonymity of the subject matter intentional or are you kind of
1: just playing with the idea of, of they be of, of the broad subject matter um both uh, I think that there's something pe- people can kind of Have more of a connection with something that's less specific. Mm -hmm. um, True, especially commercially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So for some of the the figures that are in my paintings that are less um, less specific or less um, uh, less unique, um, or if it's just a part of a body, then. Yes, then it'll be more broad. But mm. uh, for this latest series of stuff on paper I'm doing, I'm actually they're, I'm calling them my sirens. Yes. And I'm na- I'm naming them, so I each of that. them have their own names. So I've got si- uh, siren Lucille, siren Ooh. Betty, siren Amy. I love the use of the word siren. There's yeah. something so uh, visceral about that
0: word. Mm-hmm. How do you choose names that are not? Do you choose names that are personal to you, or just are yeah. you are you kind of just this I is guess. this is what that woman.
1: This is what it should be called.
0: called. Yeah. I always think, yeah, I always wonder, like, if you ever met someone that doesn't match their name? Because <laughs> i found, like, sometimes people don't, and uh, I think you have to be quite careful when you're choosing names for paintings, because if people have a negative feeling about a name so or true, even the yeah. you know the opposite, you know, they they're incredibly positive about the name, mm-hmm. then that is obviously impactful as well. But I mean, I think the women should have names and I think that maybe as well, naming the women, is that part of it as well? Like giving these women an identity. They're not just a yeah. naked form as, you know, they were in the nineteenth century when men to call cat. Yeah. They're people. Yeah. Mm-hmm yeah nailed it i love that um so your technique i've you know briefly before we started recording lauren showed me some of her work um you're using oil paint yes. right yeah. how is that helping you convey women's
1: bodies it's just it's just a sultry medium i just mm. love it there's yeah. something so seductive about oil paint that it's just i love that you use that word 100 <laughs> agree with you yeah. yeah um and there's something forgiving about it as well like i it's it's bold it's forgiving it's seductive it's velvety it's it's just lovely mm. i mean I, I i have a very hard time saying bad things about oil mm, paint mm. <laughs> except maybe uh, the
0: drying time i <laughs> yes, that is true. the only thing and do you work uh, quite quickly as well like uh, does oil kind of lend itself to Well, I guess it wouldn't really if you were working quite quickly because they would take a while to dry. But do you find that if you use the word brash earlier, does Mm. that does that mean that you know you're kind of almost uh, erasing and then redoing? Is that is that a lot of the process too? Like,
1: Um, yeah, I mean, some of I do I do tend to do my paintings fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, I try and do um, the stuff on paper. I try to finish in one or two days, Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that. I mean I use different mediums depending on what I'm making but I've started using a faster drying medium Mm -hmm. um and actually the the layering um it 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 actually works really well I was just about to reference the layering actually as well because Mm. these bodies feel so textural um Mm. in
0: in, in exactly the way that bodies should feel yeah um and that was going to be my next question if you if you're using oil paints how do you work with that layering do you work with a number all together do you kind of Come back to them, or do you? This drying technique obviously benefits you massively because then you can go straight over.
1: Yeah, is that? Um, yeah, I I tend to just work on one. Um, it's, I mean, although you can see there are a couple of canvases that I've like started, and mm-hmm. I just don't know what to do. <laughs> I think uh, uh, just I think sit, yeah. and wait for yeah, yeah, like yeah. months until I figure out how to like. Reengage with them for sure yeah. for sure
0: do you think the medium as well you you mentioned that it's quite seductive and oil paint is it, it has a almost it's very tactile mm. it's very um soft it's yeah. malleable yeah is that maybe a reflection of what you're painting do you think or is that a,
1: a kind of conscious choice you made or is it just that's the medium you enjoy it's it's the medium it's you know you know what you love and you love what you know mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um I think that when the as far as texture goes, my real decisions go into what brushes I'm going to be using mm-hmm. for the day. Mm-hmm. So I use like um I've started using some of my older brushes, which I'm sure you can relate to. They're yeah. They're <laughs> stiff and angry
0: and yeah, <laughs> angry is a really great word. And yeah. how that make it makes me feel when I'm trying to clean them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Um, but yes, yeah, so but there's a more aggressive mark making with sure. those. So. It's it's nice. It's interesting mm. to like bring bring in like the older tools with the newer tools mm. and just sort of play around with them like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So one thing I want to ask you as well
0: is you sometimes some of your paintings seem to capture a moment in time. Mm. Um. When you're doing that, you somehow manage to make those moments relatable, even though they're intimate and maybe they're things we haven't we're not privy to the rest of the story. Mm. Um, can you talk a little bit about? what those moments mean to you and why you you've chosen certain moments that are obviously part of a wider narrative.
1: Yeah, so I think um again working from memory um and just being so honest mm-hmm. about what you're doing. Like I do the I make these paintings for me. Like you asked who I make them for. I actually mm-hmm. do them for me. Yeah. And if I, if other yeah. people choose to engage, I'm, you know, thrilled, but Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think if you're doing something so personal that it, other people will relate, mm. even if it, even if it's not, you know, you don't have the full picture. Mm.
0: I want to ask as well, you know, you mentioned your um, the books that you look at, a lot of like I see impressionist painters, mm. and, you know, they happen to be, I, I find it really difficult because my love of artwork comes from the impressionist era, mm. but it's so uh, misogynistic, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. How to say that in a different way. <laughs> um, so how do you wrestle with that, the idea that you love the work that, is kind of, you shouldn't almost, I don't yeah, know. <laughs> I know, I do,
1: I, 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 I struggle with it. Especially with depictions of women as well, like that's a huge one. It is, but again, I feel like, you know, you know, you're looking at history and you're looking at, yes, you, you're you looking at the male gaze, literally, mm-hmm. um, yeah. there's something about using it and using it for an empowering purpose, mm-hmm. so I feel like, yeah, yeah. it's it It might come from a from a, mm-hmm. like a not a nice place, but, yeah, but you're um, neutralizing it in some way, yeah, that's how I feel about it anyway, sure um yeah, and it's yeah. you know you're taking it like you said, taking control of the narrative and it's just making it you're updating it yeah <laughs> that makes that makes perfect sense
0: to me um, so a lot of the women in your images as well, i um, going back to the titles um you've captioned feminine a lot, yeah, and I really like. That you've done that, um, because I think there's often a misconception that women cannot be strong and feminine at the same time, and that yeah. somehow those two things cannot be s- synonymous, or yeah. you can't have you can't have two things at once those two things at once. I,
1: on I really strongly think that the word there's too much of a disconnect between the words feminist and feminine. Mm. And yeah. I think that they should both so clearly resonate mm-hmm. with the word robust. Oh, you know yes, so I yes. Uh, that's, that's and that makes perfect sense that when you're painting when you're doing figurative
0: work, what you're actually saying is this is what my body can do, my body can be strong, my body can be fragile, my body can be all of these things at yeah. once, yeah, and it's interesting because as you said, those two things, the word feminist, the word feminine, I think often and sometimes there's been a mistake made that, that women oh. have to become more masculine to be more powerful mm. and actually i think there is so much power in the feminine absolutely and what would you like if there's one thing your fan base could know about you and your work and you'd want it if you could tell a message to everyone that ever looks at a piece of your work that's a hard question. I understand <laughs> that. <laughs> what is the one thing you're only allowed to say? One thing you've got ten seconds. No. Um. What would that be? What would the message be that you would like to convey? I,
1: I think the one thing I would love to for people to take away from them is um confidence. Mm. Just I I mm. want people mm. to be able to look at the paintings and then to be able to look in the mirror and just have just feel good. Oh. You know about themselves yeah. in, a, in a physical kind of in a physical but also a cerebral kind of way.
0: I think that that's
1: a really interesting concept yeah um
0: um, where can we find you on social media where can people contact you you
1: can Um, reach me the most easily on instagram mm -hmm. and it's at lauren (laughs) mulliard thank you so much for talking to me thanks lauren
0: isn't she fabulous i love lauren so much her work is absolutely incredible if you would like to see more of it which you absolutely should please check out her at Lauren Mealy Art that is on Instagram we've got just enough time to talk about some Insta highlights now this is work that I've seen on Instagram that I think deserves a bit of a shout out because it is incredible and there are so many artists on Instagram but if they capture my attention I'm gonna have to scream and shout about it so Risha Perlmutter I hope I'm saying her name right it is R-E-I-S-H-A-P-E R L M U T T E R. Obviously, a beautiful name. And yes, yeah, she's based in New York. She paints massive female nudes. They're absolutely stunning. They're kind of a narrative of her life and her growth. So do check out her at Rachel Pomute. That is all we've got time for this afternoon. Thank you so much for listening to Art Then and Now with me, Anna Gammons. For any of the images discussed on this week's show,